I talk a lot about living in paradox and this is the paradox is like trauma and heart open at the same time. Can you be mindful and mindless at the same time? Can you be closing and opening at the same time? Welcome to the Have It All podcast. I'm Elon Ferdman and along with my brother Guy, we're Satori Prime. We've spent the last 16 years on a quest of mastery and not just in business, all areas. Mastery of our finances, our bodies, our relationships, and most importantly, our minds. You see, while most people fantasize about their dream life, we went out and created it. And you bet we learned a few things along the way. So if you want to gain new skills and tools that will help you achieve the life of your dreams, well, you've come to the right place. So get ready to have your mind expanded. Implement what you learn here today, and you'll start living the life of your dreams instead of just, well, dreaming about it. So are you ready to have it all? Let's go. All right. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome. All right, guys. What's up? It is Sunday afternoon. You are probably in your PJs, lightly buzzed, and or hungover from your night before. And uh, me and this special critter right here. Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> so this is a, a special friend of mine, and um, we've known each other for a year now. This is Lauren Peters. And I have a, a newfound commitment to give voice, space, and containers to gifted people, mm-hmm. uh, especially people like Lauren, who are extremely tapped in and are just not, not found quite yet as far as like their, them being known in the world, um, you know, kind of like working more in the shadows. I did a podcast earlier this week with um, Joanna Green for the same reason. These are people, again, who are just super powerful, really have a lot of insight uh, and can give many of us uh, frames and context through which to view life through that are really paradigm-shifting, transformational-causing type of um, frameworks. And Lauren definitely has that gift. Um, So we've been spending the day together uh, just kind of like talking and uh, unpacking things and helping each other grow. So if you, you look at the title of this, it's it's Behind the Veil with Lauren Peters. And uh, I'm, I'm very fortunate because of where I live and the type of people that San Diego attracts. It tends to attract a lot of people mm-hmm. like Lauren. Um, and, and Lauren has a, I mean, you can just self-describe it, but I'll at least intro it the best I can, is like a multi-verse, multi-dimensional experience. Uh, she's somebody that I would say is probably more comfortable in alternate densities than she is in third density. She does fine in third density. She's actually she's actually pretty well grounded for somebody who has her powers. Um, but more or less, like the experiences most of us have while we're like tripping on mushrooms is like Lauren's day to day, minute by minute experience. Um, so yeah, we're just gonna jam out, see what the energy provides, what comes channeled through, and I'll let you. Say whatever you want to say, and Absolutely. we'll see where the conversation goes. <laughs> so, um, thanks for the introduction. Uh-huh. I woke up this morning, and so I woke up this morning, and I knew that we would hang out today. And I thought to myself, I would love to talk to you about a few concepts. I had no idea we would end up doing that today. Yeah, which is awesome. You know, when you're inspired, you might as well just do it right now. Mm-hmm. So, P.S. We are on no sleep. So if this gets <laughs> silly and weird, then you know that's just what's supposed to happen. Um, so I woke up and the three concepts that I knew that I wanted to talk to you about today, whether we were to do it on a Facebook live or not, was the first one is you and I have been having a conversation in the last couple days about the word integration. Mm. 
And I noticed you using, uh, you're using like a different definition or um, using the word reintegration. And so I thought that would be really cool to talk about. Okay. Uh, the second thing was about beingness. I know that you and a lot of us in this community talk about being. Mm-hmm. I'm most recently being and not doing. Mm-hmm. And I realized that for every person, there is a unique way or unique experience of how they be instead of do. And so sometimes when I've noticed I am trying to teach people about how to be, they might have no idea what I'm talking about because the way that I be feels completely different than the way that they be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third thing I'm trying to remember, oh, it was about translating that. Mm-hmm. Like translating and being able to enroll others um, into getting on the journey of understanding what that experience is like to be. Cool. So. I'm going to let you kind of kick it off because this, since this is your... Let's call this your show. It's it's behind the My it's, show. it's behind the Peter it's behind the Peter's veil. So okay, let's behind your veil. Okay, so you know I'll give a little more context to me and my experience, my way of being. Um, you mentioned earlier that I experience mushroom like experiences all day long, twenty four seven. I have experienced those medicines and they are amplified, but on micro dosage levels, it's not that different from walking around in a normal day. Um, when I am walking on the sidewalk or hanging out in this living room, for instance, I look at the wall and I see fractals. Mm. Um, I see light, um, patterns in the walls. I see objects moving almost as if they're breathing. Mm. Um, and it's gotten to the point where these experiences are, I guess I would use the word ubiquitous. It's not something that I look at and I go, oh, you know, that's so different. But um, I am in constant awe mm. all day long, mm. all day long. Mm. It's a, a very childlike state for me. And um, one of my journeys of being is to dance between being in a childlike state and being more of like this stoic woman. It's like, what archetype am I wanting to be at that moment? Mm. If I'm in awe all the time, um, so th- this is what's constantly going on through my head. The queen mother. The queen mother. Mm-hmm. There's there's the, the child, there's the queen mother, and then there's the grandmother, the, the crone, to, which more often comes in when I'm needing wisdom for myself or when I'm giving wisdom to somebody else. Um, so that's, oh, it's, it's also interesting to know that part of my journey in life has been discovering ways to be everywhere all the time in this like highly stimulated environment and, you know, hearing messages from above constantly, constantly. I've, I used to have a hard time figuring out what were my thoughts and what were other people's thoughts and mm-hmm. other beings' thoughts. And that's something very vulnerable for me to share. You know, I don't just walk around and tell people, oh, I'm, I'm hearing your thoughts and I'm hearing beings' thoughts. So it's been an interesting journey learning how to be in that world, but then also be here in the very concrete, very dense 3 and 4D dimension. Mm-hmm. Dense, density. Mm-hmm. Is that what we're saying Yeah, density, density, I think of it as the vertical and the horizontals of dimensions. Okay. So 3 and 4D, which is where we are, it's what we see, it's what we experience, um, us in our bodies. And um, most of my life, I've wanted to just be up there, outside mm. of my body, in the dream world. It was always easier. I always enjoyed going to sleep more than I did being awake. It was so hard being here. And in the past five years, most recently this last year, I have very 
beautifully and rigorously learned how to be here in my body mm. and to um, experience things that I just haven't really ever wanted to experience, like the depths of pain and despair and, and alchemizing that into magic, mm. like seeing the magic in that. And so I am also a, um, I'm a chief product officer for a tech company too, which I never would have thought I would have done like two years ago because I was flowing in present moment bliss. And it's like, Oh, you know, I'm a hippie and I don't want to work my ass off in a business. Yeah. Like work inside of a structure. Exactly. That's not your own. Exactly. Yeah. And then I realized as I learned more and more about myself in the world and as I imagine my consciousness level was getting um, more ahead. I would I wouldn't necessarily say higher. I would just say more advanced, more evolved. More realized. Yes. Yeah. That I realized the way that I work, it's very appropriate for me to have some kind of structure because I'm so out there. My energy is so wow all the time that it's useful for me to have a, a very three, four D structure. Which is why I one day I woke up and I'm like, I'm done with this flowy stuff. I'm done not knowing what to do with all of my energy. I'm ready to have a team. I'm ready to join a company to where I can actually like apply my inspiration. It's been a very beautiful journey for me to learn how to be in this body and creating in a business, hardcore, like producing stuff nine hours a day, mm -hmm. Monday to Friday sometimes. I will admit it's been very painful. Hmm. It's almost like... Painful uh, or uncomfortable? Uh, well, we can talk about that because okay. I'm comfortable with using the word painful. And if you have some some like wisdom to share with me, I'd be open to it. I have been saying painful. Okay. It's something we um, play with. That's not like I'm okay. knowing about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, just like I get some days feeling so much discomfort that I'm just like, why am I here? I'm not meant to be here. And mm. really know that I am meant to be here. So let's kind of dive into integration, reintegration, disintegration, like those three. There's no right answer here. I just want to look at what empowers and kind of give people different options and viewpoints that I, I mm -hmm. have around these, these things and what I think. Um, and then whatever feels good to you guys, I guess you take it as, as you will. Um, and the other thing I want to talk about is, so what came up for me when you were talking is, Something that's recently occurred to me is we want to, I believe, start looking and assessing solutions for the opportunities that we get. I don't like using the word challenges, right? The challenges are just hidden opportunities. So like to view everything from the eyes of a child, okay? Like how a child operates, because technically we really haven't gone far past our own childhoods. Mm -hmm. We're still dealing with childhood traumas, which means that mostly we're viewing things as we did when we were a child. And I think that's where a lot of make wrong comes in for people because they're like, I'm an adult. I should be seeing this differently. Why do I feel this way? Blah, blah, blah. And then it's like that challenge. But I say, and like being an adult is not something that happens to you. It's not, a, it's not a framework of I've now gotten taller. I'm now defined as an adult and I have these fucking responsibilities. It's not what an adult is. An adult is a possibility that you can live into like an archetype if you mm -hmm. so choose. And we don't have to if we right. don't want to. So the reason I'm saying this is so if we start looking at a child, one of the things that for children that we give them a pass on all the time is no matter how they are being, we say, oh, they're just going through a phase. Right. And that terminology and that beingness allows us to know that this is here now and it's passing. And like there will be a time where this is no longer an issue. Now, as adults, when we have an issue, we don't think of it as a phase. We think of it as like a state of permanence. Mm -hmm. Right. And this is kind of, I want to work like this conversation into integration. So if we start thinking of ourselves at all times and through astrology and numerology, we can almost like scientifically prove this stuff mm -hmm. is that you're constant. We can, we can just start looking at everything like it's a passing phase for you. So whatever energy is available to you in this current state 
is inevitably leading to some opportunities that are going to give you some lessons. Those lessons are going to be uh, create breakthroughs and immediate cause also breakdowns because okay. it's a function of a breakthrough. And we can talk about that if I'm not being clear. Um, and then there's like the integration phase. Yes. Okay. So if we're talking about integration for anybody who's done medicine or heavy transformational work, you know that people always talk about reintegration. Now, my hes- so I don't have a problem with integration. Mm-hmm. Reintegration, for whatever reason, started feeling strange in my body. I've never heard someone say that word before. Yeah, like are you being like are you reintegrating? Oh, okay. I guess, I guess people say more integrating. Yeah, I, I use the word integration. So you talked about when that, you yeah. re- when you add an a re to it. That doesn't feel true to me. Yeah, it's like, like, it's like going, it's like going back to something. Yeah. So I, I think that's an important like distinction to make. Yeah, so integration feels fine to me, but it's like, what are you integrating into, really? Honestly, like disintegration started feeling really good on me. And it's because I'm not wanting to integrate back into this reality anymore. If we're moving towards a alternate reality that we're manifesting and creating that has nothing to do with being governed and where we're looking at self-governance, I don't want to integrate. Okay. And that's kind of been, and I'm not like, I'm not like negatively charged by that. It just, yeah. there's something about it that doesn't quite feel right to me anymore. It's like still coming back to the matrix when I'm like, I want to disintegrate from the matrix. Okay. I want to, I, I want to re- I want to reform myself. Yeah. So what do you hear when you hear all that for yourself? So the disintegration, I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. I am seeing a, a different way of articulating integration. Okay, please. Um, so for me, because I feel so familiar with all of the densities, I'll yeah. say all with my limited yeah, yeah. <laughs> level of awareness. I'm not a god, like I'm not at the god level all the time, mm-hmm. right? So integration to me means all the densities. Mm. I don't have a base in the third and the fourth. I have a base in the all. And so when I use the word integration, it's like whatever you are now, whatever you were before that, whatever you are becoming is all integrating into you stepping into the next version. Mm. Um, and then when you step into the balcony, you integrate based off of those variables that are around you and in front of you. And then when you step into the bathroom, you integrate into those variables um, the way you integrate in the bathroom might activate you in a completely different way than when you integrate on the balcony. Same as when you meet new people. So if a woman is coming into your life, you're integrating the presence of her there and you're, you're probably activating each other's DNA. Now mm. the experience of integration is where we can start to like talk about everybody experiences that differently, but as a concept, I'm using all the dimensions meeting you where you are with um, the way that you are going to be in that next version of yourself. Okay. So yeah, let's, let, I want to make this as practical as possible for everybody. So let's take a real world example. Um, is there any like problem or something that you're working on recently that you can share that you'd be like, here's how I look at it multidimensionally or multi-density, I think would be more accurate in order to solve that problem. So I'll just like, at least frame yeah. it from my point of view. What I what what has become kind of a go-to for me is when I'm looking at an opportunity and what it's providing, two things that I immediately look to do. Number one is remove it from the limitation of time. Like do not look at it remove like it's the problem. 
Yeah, like I actually disassociate the problem from time. Because if I'm trying to solve a problem, I'm setting a time limit and I'm creating an expectation as to how long or how much work is going to take for this thing to arise differently or for something new to come in where time doesn't really exist. It's in a singularity anyway. So it's like people think like a heartbreak, like time time heals all wounds. And it doesn't because time doesn't fucking exist. Time is not healing any fucking wound. It's a choice in a period of time that you made a declaration to yourself that allows for that freedom process to take hold. That has nothing to do with time. Um, So my point is, is like if something's coming up, I want to access it free of time. Like that, that, like tomorrow, this could be a solution instead of like five years from now, there could be a solution. Okay. Uh, Number two is I want to, I started looking at things outside of third density and really looking from fifth and sixth and hyper reality where like the quantum level is and all timelines are available to you and thinking to myself, well, a contract was signed up above what is manifesting down here is the side effect or whatever the, whatever, however it chooses to manifest itself based on that contract being fulfilled. And because of that, I'm not really concerned with what's happening in this density at all. I'm really just looking up and being like, all right, so what contract did I sign? Because once I define the contract, whatever's happening in front of me is like, Right. It's perfect, right? Like right. I just surrendered to the experience and I'm totally empowered knowing that I actually chose this exact experience for myself. I just chose it up there uh-huh. and now it's coming down for me to like deal with it in this reality. I'm just looking for you like, so when there's something going on, given what you have access to, the, what, how do you kind of approach opportunity seeking or problem solving or however you want to verbalize it? Yeah, so... I love the perspective you just brought, and I will say out of opinion, that's very advanced. Mm -hmm. It's an advanced way of um, receiving and creating, right? Being aware of all those dimensions and that really there is an origination point, an inspiration, like where it comes from, if you're receiving a message to create something, it really doesn't matter what's going on on the third and fourth density. You just get it done. Mm. You create the thing, right? It took me a while to figure that out for myself and really not just figure it out, but also get it from a, from a body level yes. and, and living that way every day. And definitely speaking to that yeah. at the body level. Yeah. Yeah. So, so for people who are listening to this right now, like I do want to say that's uh, what I would consider advanced and not to say that you can't figure that out tomorrow. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, but if somebody's hearing something like after the first time, I imagine they'd be like, ah. Oh. I want to also just uh, change out languaging, not to figure it out tomorrow, to have an experience tomorrow that would provide that for you, that lesson. Yes, and, and thus getting it mm-hmm. yeah. on a really deep level. Exactly. The, mi- the mind is, uh, understanding is, is wildly limited. And, and a lot of my writing, if you guys are, are reading it recently, really speaks to how mm-hmm. limiting knowing and understanding actually is. Well, I'd say understanding knowing is when the vibration mm-hmm. is felt through experience. Like, yes. like getting, like getting balance on a bicycle. Yes. That's a sensation in the body. It doesn't like the brain doesn't need to understand anything. That's it's true. Getting it. Yeah. That's, I totally agree with yeah. that. It's almost like when I went to landmark, I understood the concepts they were talking about. And on the third day, I like felt sensationally vibrated, mm-hmm. vibrationally just got it. Right. So thank you. Yeah. It's, it's not a figuring out process. It's a getting it yes. process. Yes. Um, so I'm tracking several threads right now and you asked me what my experience was as far as, um, getting inspiration from the top level and experiencing it down here. Yeah. Your question so like, there? so like you, you have some challenge that comes up in life. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say exactly challenge. what. Oh yeah. Okay. Like, so how do you, what's like your particular process given what you have access to? Well, I'll use relationship. Okay. I feel like a lot of people can relate to that and I'm not going to use any specific examples. Okay. Um, but in the, the last year or so, 
I really, really value partnership and, and creating relationships, um, romantic relationships. Mm. It's very sacred to me. Um, I've learned a lot of lessons this year, um, multidimensionally too. And where I'm at right now in my life is I am open and available for, you know, that man who I could consider my husband. And this is vulnerable for me to like get into just letting you guys know that. Um, I've gotten to a place where the logical level of being in relationship looks nothing like what I was taught growing up. Mm. Nothing, nothing. And it's because of my experiences in, um, all the, the multi-dimensional levels to where when I am choosing to begin dating someone, choosing to be with them, choosing to open myself up to them on intimate levels, and then ultimately choosing if this is going to be a long-term relationship or not, and then also understanding what we might be activating within each other by being together. Mm. All of this 100% informed by spirit in the way I'm feeling in my body. Great. Expand on that for sure. Um, so I'll start with uh, the way that I thought relationships were supposed to happen for me. Um, you know, I meet a man. I feel good with him. He has all of these qualities listed. Check mark, check mark, check mark, check mark. He's smart. He makes his own money. He's confident. He's funny. Um, you know, all of these things that, that people hope for that I've heard people hope for in a, in a partner. And that's how I led my life finding relationships before. And then I found after a while that like this list and the way I felt was a little deceiving. Mm. Like it didn't feel true. Like something was missing. And even when in the relationships, um, you know, I realized I might be with a partner for a while and then realized like, I, I'm not actually supposed to be here. It all looks perfect, but it doesn't feel 100% in integrity. Right. And so I'm like, what is that? I don't want to just keep creating relationships where I feel this, like this, this thing, like that I'm, that I'm searching for, but that's not there. And so I started doing the worthy journey with myself and learning what it felt like to listen to myself and my own messages, thus listening to the messages of, of the higher realms and, um, listening to the messages of what I consider God. Mm -hmm. And listening to the messages of my body, and we'll get more into that, like the bodily sensations, mm -hmm. what does truth feel like in my body, and how do I follow that with conviction mm. and not confusion, mm. right? Oh, nice. That's a big thing. And it has been a big thing for me in relationships, being in a relationship and like emotionally feeling like I was supposed to be there, but then my soul was just like, like it was almost like tearing me in right. two. Yeah. I couldn't figure out if I was supposed to be there or not. And so that's where I started. What does a relationship supposed to be like? And then now where I am today is, you know, I've had a very recent romantic relationship and it was like one of the best feeling relationships I've ever been in. It really gave me a beautiful mirror of myself um, and also what I'm looking for in my, my long-term ultimate partnership. And, you know, something something in me was just like telling me that I was supposed to be activated in this relationship in a very specific way. And I'll, I'll let you all know, I'll be really explicit about it. I get very clear messages from up above now. And yeah. this has been something I've been training years and years and years for So it's not just like I hear something and then I act on it. Like 
There these, is, are, these are like direct conversations for her. Yeah. yeah it's, like, it's, like this for her. It's almost like for me at this point, and I don't, it's almost like, don't do this at home. <laughs> for me at this point, they are clear directives. Mm -hmm. They're directives, but it's also like contemplate on this. This is what we see for you. There's still free choice. You don't have to choose this if yeah, you don't exactly. want to. Um, and when I don't choose it, I feel so conflicted mm. on the inside. Mm. We'll talk more about that because the body stuff. Um, and I'm like, okay, I'm hearing that I'm, and you and I can talk about the word supposed to. I actually feel comfortable using those words because the, the relationship that I have with inspiration and spirit, it's type of uh, vocabulary mm -hmm. when I say supposed to. And I just want to, just because you brought that up. So like, you know, it, uh, being inspired it's it's like in spirit right um and and we could just just for sake of the conversation kind of in the back of your mind you have to really make sense of this right now is we're kind we're either living out of inspiration or out of memory pretty much it's kind of like how we operate um so I, that's actually all i want to say about that okay. yeah yeah so um i was hearing very clear messages like you are to be with this man for a certain period of time you will activate this and this in each other you will do this for him he will do this for you and this is before we, I even said yes to him. Mm. And I was like, as a human, I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, oh, shit, because you could already see the entire bell curve. I could see the whole relationship. Yeah, you could see, like, how it starts, the da-da-da, and then, like, at the end, yeah. The only thing I don't really ever fully get is this precise, like, like if, if it's one of those things where it's like, this is a temporary relationship for you, I don't really ever get the precise date. So it's me playing the game of knowing knowing the context of this relationship and not being afraid of any kind of transition or breakup yeah. or hurt. It's like walking the path and a while you're on the path. Mm -hmm. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And in the middle of the relationship in the best of the best of the best, when my human mind comes in and goes, Oh, you should be afraid of the end. It's just like, no, this is a game of being present in the activations that we're here to do for each other. Mm. Um, That's you should say that again. So I'll just, well, I'll just, it's knowing an experience is coming. And I think everyone has this ability. Like, you know, you'll get into a relationship and you kind of like deep down really know, like, this is not really your person. I do. And yes, sure. and yes, and yet you're opting into it. And I think what most people do then is they kind of get lost in like the love sensation. They just like kind of go along for the ride, which is beautiful in its own way. However, I think what's missing there then is like activating hyper awareness during that time mm -hmm. because you're basically like opening. I want to say pathway, but let's say like a stargate for yourself. Yeah, of, you know, that's like, a great way to put Yeah, it. you're opening like a stargate of new possibility. Because like every person that comes into your life, I know all the people like say, oh, the same, I meet the same people, I meet the same people. Mm -hmm. But you're meeting the same people because the stargate's opening and you're not stepping through to really see what this new relationship is really providing you in terms of like new paradigm shifts, new possibilities, DNA activation, uh, remembering things from your past. Cause like everything is divine contract. So these are like yeah. people who you've ancestrally known and you're like, Oh, hi again. Like, Oh my God. Uh, I remember where we picked up. Where we picked <laughs> up 10, yeah. years ago. We're going to pick that up again. And then like, you're reactivating that soul. You're reactivating that part of your DNA. You're reactivating cells and pulling those memories out of yourself again. And people do this in such a like, unconscious way that they're like they just view it through the human brain and then they go i don't want to let this go exactly oh my god don't ever leave me oh and this is so good. i don't know what i am without this feeling yeah and this is so good because the blockage is attachment mm -hmm. if you're attached to how it's supposed to look what it's supposed to be you're you're out of the free flow 
and the free flow is really where all that beautiful like recreation and regeneration is and reimagination it's because you're you're attaching yourself to old memories Mm -hmm. and trying to create things that you've done already so you're taking this amazing person who's supposed to be bringing all this newness into your life and you're just creating from your memories and creating the same fucking relationship over again and then and it's again it's like there's lessons that you could be learning that will pull you out of that memory put you back into spirit with this person then you actually get to experience this human being and all their beauty this is awesome yeah and so i want i want to really get back down to this like down here and and remind everybody something that guy said and i think is very true you always know Mm. you always know and it's not just one one dimensional like whether you're going to be with this person or not you know if you're supposed to be here you know if there is a reason for you to be here. Mm. You know if it's going to be temporary or not. You know if this is the one that you're going to be with or not. This is just my opinion. Because I have known, and there have been many times where I did not listen to myself, and it created a lot of unnecessary pain. Uh, Also, I'll say this, not your opinion, it's your truth. My truth. Yes. Yes, it is my truth. Mm -hmm. And so I'll go back a little bit and say I was starting these relationships with men in the last year and hearing these very strong voices that this is why you're going to be with this person. And the game is every day in the, in the height of the relationship and the love and the pre- like it's me coming back to present moment. Mm. It's like, it doesn't matter whether you know if this is going to be long-term or not, just be present, be where you're at, learn what you're supposed to learn. And have fun doing it. Like, and a lot of times we can get into this another day maybe, but I know you talk about you and Marcy talk about a fuck yes, living a fuck yes life. Mm -hmm. And I totally believe that. Mm -hmm. And so there's this interesting like continuum and paradox that in relationship, I think people specifically get to feel maybe not so good feelings. And then also asking themselves, like, is this a fuck yes life? Or like, why, why might I be feeling this right now? Um, so there, there might be some relationships that, you know, it's, it's sort of like the confusion that I was talking about, whether you're supposed to be there or not, whether it feels good, whether your soul's like pulling you apart. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of that, that I, I, I just sit in it as its own lesson. Yeah. Not, not uh, knowing that I don't need to have an answer. Just because you feel, just because I have felt that I might need to leave the relationship doesn't mean I needed to choose that immediately. immediately. I go into a lot of contemplation mm-hmm. um, and that's something that they talk about in the gene keys. And is that, do you go into contemplation because for you, like in the human design, your type of avatar is supposed to sit with stuff? I'm sacral I'm sac- authority. Sacral is like instant. It's instant. Yeah. Okay. So for me too, it's like, it's like, I, like I know right away yeah. for all experiences if it's a yes or no yeah. for me. And usually if I actually spend more time, it actually muddies it for me. So like, so like I I know what my programming is. I say, yes, it's a, like, it's a defined, like, and then the next thing that will happen is all the thoughts about wait, maybe why not? But I trust the yes more than I trust all the stuff that comes after it. Okay. So, so like I actually like just start wiping it clean. Cause all that stuff that's coming up is that's memory based okay. and all that stuff is for me to transmute. Uh, the other thing I, that came through for me when you said the fuck yes, which I had never actually f- like come through for me before. It's also a worry free lifestyle, right? This is like a, this really is um, what's the Lion King thing. Yeah, it's a kuna matata because, and I'll tell you why, because I'm so clear that the moment starts creating worry and anxiety, 
that energy actually manifests the thing that you don't want. Absolutely. So like when you're living in a fuck yes, it's like, I'm so aligned with purpose. I'm so aligned with spirit. I'm so aligned with my truth, my heart, my intuition that I'm being guided, that I actually have no worries about how it's going to unfold. Even if it's a quote unquote negative experience at the end, I don't even see it as negativity at all. It's just another opportunity. So it's like, it's amazing to like disintegrate yourself from, (laughs) which we have to go back to, (laughs) to disintegrate yourself from having a viewpoint that anything is good or bad, positive or negative. It just is. It's just a sensation. It's just a, this is just the situation. And you really get to say like how it's occurring for you. Everything can be stress-free. Everything can be worry-free and, and, and understand like how, like so many people operate through survival and worry and they're constantly creating that, which they don't want. And we scientifically prove this. We talk about the study a lot, but they did this study where they like uh, give people like a strong electric shock. Mm-hmm. And then they tell them uh, right after that, they're like, we're, we can get, we're going to give you a, a succession, a succession like that electric shock, <laughs> a, a succession of electric shocks. And if at your choosing, you can either get the strongest one now or we can work your way up to it. Mm-hmm. And in overwhelming numbers, people will pick the strongest shock because they want to get that over with. Yeah. So if you, again, like now looking at relationships, the moment you start living out of memory, you start living out of worry, out of anxiety, out of those kind of things. And it's the same thing because you're in anxiety, your body wants to go back to homeostasis. So it wants to relieve itself and release itself of the anxiety. How is it going to do that? By manifesting the very thing that it expects to get, right? Because then it's like, see, I'm right. Good. The anxiety has gone. Yeah. Right. So like if you're in a relationship and you're like, they're going to leave me, they're going to leave me. And that's the worry. You'll create the circumstances for them to leave you. Not because you like it or want it, because it relieves the anxiety and then you get to be right about it. And then you're like, oh, see, it is the way that I said it is. And then you'll go do that with the next person yeah. again. Yeah. Yeah. And the key is being conscious of that and asking yourself that that's what you really want to create. Right. Keep creating. <laughs> so if you all have watched the movie Arrival, you saw it, yeah, right? Yeah, so good. I remember watching it and the moment when I figured out the big, like, I actually don't want to give a don't spoiler. Say it, don't say it, yeah. The big thing. I was like... Oh my God, this is my life. (laughs) So I'm not going to tie it. I'm not going to spoil this for anyone who hasn't watched it. Um, But I'll go back to the thing. It's like in relationships, this problem, this problem that you were using as an example, like we know, we know, and I don't think we give ourselves enough credit for knowing. So a lot of people will be in a relationship and they know they might not need to be there. And like I said, they see it in a black and white way. It's like, I'm here or I'm not. And then if they think they might not need to be there, a lot of times they'll make the other person wrong in a lot of ways to prove that they're not supposed to be there. Or to, or, or and completely devoid themselves of the responsibility mm-hmm. of actually seeing that they're like sourcing the outcome. Yes. And it's like, so you're transposing yeah. it. Like they're doing something to you. And again, that blocks you from actually receiving what you're supposed to receive in the situation. Right. So to receive the magic here that I think for, for a lot of people that need to hear this is that in a relationship, when you might have uh, an intuition that this isn't the one for you or the, that's a long-term thing, or maybe that you might need to leave someday is to not look at this from an ultimatum viewpoint, but to really be present in the lessons that are there. Mm-hmm. It's like, you may not be with them long-term, but we don't need to think that let's find all the ways in which we can leave, including making them wrong for their experience. Mm-hmm. Why don't we find, go inside, contemplate what we're here to learn. What can I be more present with in this relationship? Cause I'm either going to learn it or I'm going to move on and learn it with someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that's true for every situation. Sometimes you learn it and you don't know that you've learned it, 
But um, like I said, this last relationship, I was as present as I could possibly be every single moment. And I knew that it, there would be an end. Um, and then that came and it was um, also interesting to, you know, be in full trust of the universe, the way that the universe works, the plan that is set in place and trust that that other person would be okay. Yes. Regardless of moving but on. But this is also serving their higher yes. self. I knew I would be okay. Cause, cause I get the messages mm -hmm. and I probably, after the day that we decided to not be together, the day I chose. Uh, chose to mm -hmm. not be together. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think I felt a little guilt. Like if we have our act, you know, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of um, my human brain will automatically go to, back to feeling guilty for being me. Mm. Um, and so I felt a little guilt for like two days. And then I, I noticed that and I'm like, this is totally, I don't need to create this mm -hmm. for myself. And then I remembered all the reasons and that this was perfect for me, maybe perfect for the other person, perfect for, for just all situations that dealt with our love. Um, and I ended up not feeling guilt after two days and I was just like completely beautifully, like no heartbreak whatsoever in full compassion of the whole experience. I, I hacked heartbreak. That's a really interesting content, content, uh, concept. Yeah. And I, and I can speak into that also, um, for sure. It, it, so like heartbreak, it's interesting. Somebody messaged me this morning all about this. Um, hmm, there, there's so many, so many stupid things we do like my experience was and we talked about this a little bit outside is my belief today or one of my beliefs today is that trauma is a precipice for consciousness yes. like a human actually needs a trauma story to create their identity and consciousness um so if you look at every moment in your life that creates some kind of trauma and relationships are uh, at least the end of relationships are amazing at that um again every time you're in trauma it's an opportunity to raise new consciousness, to raise a new identity, but mostly we don't do that because we shut down. Mm -hmm. So like we're in trauma, right? And when we're in trauma, we um, close our body. We'll put like our arms across our body and we're doing that because we're protecting vital organs and we're also closing our, mm -hmm. our, our chest and our clavicles and you're protecting your heart. So one thing to know is that the mind follows the body just like the body follows the mind. So if you're in trauma, you'll notice that your body structure shifts forward. You're like leaning down and you're doing two things. Number one, you're protecting vital organs. Number two, you're misaligning your chakras because for chakras to be aligned, you need to be upright with your uh, like thing back. So, mm -hmm. and however your body posture is, your body's so programmed that it's sending neurochemicals based on your body posture at all times. So if you're speaking quickly and you're excited, there's certain neuro neurochemicals, you're doing that physically, the mm -hmm. mind's following the body. So if you're dealing with trauma, the first thing is to, again, awareness on the body, and you can start structurally changing the body differently. You're still setting different neurochemicals, you start having different responses, different reactions. And the other thing is to focus on opening, like opening your heart, opening this area all the time, because you don't need to shut down when trauma mm -hmm. occurs. Um, I talk a lot about living in paradox and this is the paradox is like trauma and heart open at the same time. Can you be mindful and mindless at the same time? Can you be closing and opening at the same time? And that's, I think what most people have as a context is a time heals all wounds. Like you have to go some down some linear path before you can get your healing. Healing is a choice. Cancer is a choice. Relationships is a choice. 
choice. Not relationships is a choice. All of it is a choice. So if you're going to choose to remain open, that's what ends up happening in the long run for people as they wait a few years. They finally are like, okay, it's safe to come out again. They start opening their hearts. The lessons come through. They look back at their past. They go, oh my God, I'm so grateful that that happened to me. And that takes a really long time for a lot of people. But for me, that could be like a minute and a half, that whole process. And because of that, I have velocity to my life because the lessons that would have taken years come right in the moment. I keep my heart open. I apply gratitude immediately to whatever's happening. And I understand that love is not about control and manipulation. And most people don't get that. They think like, I need to love, so I need to control this thing to receive the love that I want. Loving somebody is however it looks with them. If you have a contract with this person, sometimes letting them go is you loving them for their highest self. If you're saying, I'm committed to loving you, that means I'm committed to you being at your highest and greatest self. Sometimes that's not you being in their life. Sometimes that's you supporting them from behind the scenes or creating a container or sending them prayers or sending them energy and just allowing for them to be that. So like in my relationship, I actually saw that that's what needed to be provided mm-hmm. is this girl needed like uh, she needed um, fertile soil to grow from again. Mm-hmm. And when I was there, I was I was too much t- taking up too much space for her to actually plant her own seeds. And it was like she was in my garden. This wasn't the whole time. This wasn't the whole time. Okay. But yeah, whatever. Like how it turned out, right? Like right. I'm looking at it now. So like she was like in my garden, like, cult- like cultivating and taking from my plants and my energy and things that I created, but she wasn't creating for herself. Mm-hmm. And a human that's not creating for themselves doesn't feel the full integrity and alignment with themselves because we're, we're creators also. And people want that part and they need to get in there. So if you're in a relationship where there are not two creators, where one of you is creating, the other one's just like feeding, the other person, you're, one person's probably going to, start slowly losing respect for the other person and the other person's never going to feel truly fulfilled because they're not actually living their purpose. Right. And I want to jump in and say yeah, that please. it, there's an intuitive sweet spot. Mm-hmm. I think all short term, midterm relationships, relationships that are supposed to transition at some point um, to where there is the purpose has been fulfilled in your partnership in what you were supposed to activate into each other. Mm-hmm in each other and then the point at which it's time to transition and then the point at which uh the also in hindsight what you gave to each other to add to that purpose even after the relationship mm-hmm. do you know what i'm saying yes. and so with that i actually don't know um how i would articulate what happened with the both of you but it sounds like it sounds like to me you really did transition in the most perfect time mm-hmm. because you started out and it was a certain way. And then you started noticing that it was turning into a certain thing. Mm-hmm. And then you realized, wow, I'm learning the type of lesson to where if I don't come back to me, then this might be disastrous. So now it's time to transition. Mm-hmm. And now I'm really going to learn even more of what I'm supposed to learn. Thank you for that relationship. Well, I would credit what credit is due. She saw it. Yeah. Before I did. Yeah. Um, and it, normally one, one partner might. Yeah. 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 Um, I had to like step back from my own ego Mm -hmm. to perceive all that for sure. Yeah. And so I don't want anyone to think that there's this perfect moment of breaking up or moving on. I think it all happens perfectly to where there is, you come together for a reason and the relationship serves the purpose. Um, or it doesn't, or it does, right? You can't, (laughs) even when it doesn't, it's like, you just haven't seen what you need to see yet. And then it comes down the line for you. Yeah. And and some people feel they choose to go and recreate that with someone else. And that's also fine. Mm -hmm. Um, so for us to think that we need to have answers or need to know when to transition or, or need to know anything, it's just 
don't put that stress on yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I want I just want to offer something really quick as a perspective. I think we, we all would at least to some degree agree that time seems to be moving faster mm-hmm. um, in our experience, which, yes. which I think saying it said another way is like time has compressed itself. Where like where more is happening in less time. We time just, dilation. Yeah, we see that with like uh, was it Moore's law where everything doubles? Uh yes. Right. So um right so we see that everywhere. Like mm-hmm. it's like a fractal that's like basically like getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. So like the time is just moving faster and faster. What I've noticed these last few years is that what used to take me years in a in a partnership or relationship to happen now it can take months, weeks, sometimes weeks. days, sometimes hours. <laughs> Seven days. Like you can go really deep with a person and have like a full mm. like relationship experience in like right week, away. Right. And just get all those lessons. And I think one of these things we want to get really conscious of is if it's not the right relationship for you, it's not, it doesn't mean in this moment, it's the perfect relationship. It's exactly what you need. And oftentimes we stay there way too long trying to like fix the other person, fix ourselves, like some shit, even though like deep down, we're like, this is not congruent with me anymore. So you, it's like, if you start leaving that stuff and I'll start applying some of the principles we're talking here about like trauma, open heart, disassociating from time and not having those thoughts, like this is going to take a long time. You can start really doing your deep internal work as relationships are probably the best physical experience we can have to like move through that stuff quickly and it's really with the background of like how much velocity do you want in your spiritual development and your spiritual growth and your ability to manifest and your ability to create and like i'm always and we talk about this a lot is like we look for experiences and techniques that offer velocity in terms of like you getting the results that you really desire in life those who are committed to the path yeah yeah totally So that's it, my friends. That's today's episode. I just want to thank you for being part of our Have It All family and truly, truly thank you for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to help or give back in any way possible, the best way would be to share this or any other episode that you loved with your family, friends, or colleagues. And if you'd be so great as to just leave us a rating and a comment on either iTunes or Stitcher, whichever you use, that helps us tremendously. It only takes about two to three minutes of your time and would mean the world to us. Finally, I want to let you know that if you want to get even more exclusive content from Guy and I, just head over to satoriprime.com and make sure you join our mailing list. Now, I know what you might be thinking, God, not another mailing list, but I promise you, you'll only get an email or two from us per week and it will always have amazing videos and articles that I'm sure you're going to love, promise. So until next time, you can join our ongoing conversation at the Have It All Facebook group where you can let us know how we're doing and what we can do to improve. Love you all and we'll see you on the next Have It All podcast. Have an amazing, amazing day, my friends.